0: Hello, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast, a podcast designed for you to break through like a boss. In this episode, we are going to be talking about the seven laws of learning. Does that sound interesting to you? Hmm? In case you have not heard them first before, I'm going to tell you the seven laws of learning first. Number one, we are all born to learn. Do you agree with this? Number two, you never know when learning will occur. Number three, we learn by connecting. Hmm. Number four, we all learn differently. Number five, connections come through storytelling. Number six, learning equals an emotional plus an intellectual experience. Number seven, learning can change lives. In this episode, we are going to be exploring each one of them with JC Casares and Jenny Hanley, top producers in the real estate market here in Miami. And they're going to tell you a little bit about how you have to learn, but also unlearn certain things in order to succeed in the real estate industry, especially now during quarantine, We talk a little bit about um, how you have to reinvent yourself and the learning process can be, um, you know, it's constant and you have to continue to learn new material in order for you to succeed. Does that sound something that you would like to learn about? Hmm. Especially when we talk about uh, learning through emotional and intellectual experience, I do believe that the real estate process is uh, a lot of times very emotional. And with uh, JC's and Jenny's stories, you are going to be able to connect with your clients better with the tips they're going to give you. Another thing that I really like is number five, connecting come through storytelling. This is why I like to illustrate with their own personal stories how you know, they succeeded in so many different ways because they both specialize in different areas of the real estate uh, industry and they have different approaches and they have reinvented themselves so many times. Through their own personal stories, you are going to be able to learn how to succeed in the real estate market. Especially if you're a new agent, I highly recommend you that you get a mentor or that you follow steps that you're going to hear in this episode. So stay tuned and don't forget to bring out the boss in you. Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast, a podcast designed for you to break through like a boss. Today, we are doing another real estate edition where we're going to be talking with JC Casares, a top producer in the real estate market area, and Jenny Hanley, who I've been working with for a long time, and she's a personal friend of mine. And we're gonna discuss the difference between development sales, representing a developer, um, doing general real estate, commercial real estate. What is the difference? How do you find your niche? What, what would you tell to realtors that are trying to start out in a career in real estate especially during crisis and let's talk a little bit about the power of reinvention and how they stay productive and proactive during the corona quarantine time thank you so much for joining guys jc and jenny it's a pleasure to have you here thank you, you. <laughs> What don't you, um jc let's start with you give us a little bit intro on like how do you decide it in um the arena of real estate
1: that you are specializing in and why well i've been doing real estate for already for 10 years i started with uh doing uh general real estate uh i started with approaching the top producers sitting with them picking their brains and actually working with them mm-hmm. uh, and then from there i've evolved to working in uh, From general real estate to new construction Mm -hmm. Uh, as i went to new construction uh, my first project was in centro which you and i worked there and from there on i've done four other different projects and from there just communicating with the clients uh communicating with the real estate community to sell the properties okay that's pretty
0: much it so do you agree that throughout your um search on like where you belong in real estate do you agree that the power of reinvention and the constant change is really the only constant in this topic
1: I think you have to change you constantly have to change it mm-hmm. because uh times change buildings change you get a brand new building either every year or every six months and it's a different client because everything's a different price range so you have to depending on the for uh, development I don't know if you agree with me or not depending on the project the price your client changes. Mm-hmm. So you have to change within that project. Exactly. Uh, general real estate is different because you can sell from $100,000 to a million dollars and up. Mm-hmm. And you can switch within within a day or with, or within an hour or ch- showing two three $300,000 and then you're showing a million dollars. So exactly. it, you, you have constantly have to change.
0: Um, how about you, Jenny? How do you decide to start real estate? And what was that process like, especially at the beginning? And what can you tell a new agent starting out
2: Okay, so for me, it's been a different journey. So I've been doing it for 17 years, actually going to 18 years now, and I started more the administrative part, then got into management uh, and fell with knowing the key players right now in the business. So I learned from the best.
0: And you are a key player right now, though. So yes. That's what, 17 years. It, takes, seven, a work it takes a lot of and work and It takes a lot
2: of work a top producer. Effort. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks. And... Finally, I just decided because my niche was more development. I started working with the web developers since pretty much day one, so I evolved to do it. That mm-hmm. um, it takes time to do it. It takes uh, effort. It takes cons- being constant, consistency, um, consistency. Mm-hmm. and right now it's it's a different era. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, new agents. You have to come up with everything you you have. You have to. Uh, be in the lookout of the market and every little thing right now. It it is difficult times, but it's not
0: impossible. Mm-hmm. It could be done. Have you done already? Have you been through a crisis before? And tell us how do you survive and thrive through crisis? Maybe okay. the one in two
1: thousand eight, two
0: thousand nine. Well, Where were you back then?
2: Two thousand and eight. I was actually closing uh, developments here, but I was working not as an agent. I was working as management. But I did see. I learned from all the agents and the what things not to do. I mean, a lot of the agents get super excited in the good times and go and buy their Louis Vuittons and those shoes, those cars, and spend all their money instead of investing it, which Mm is why they have to do. So if you were very smart in the good times and you save the money and you invest it not right now it's not going to be a hard time for you it's going to be a reinventure like you're going to
0: reinvent yourself
1: correct I, mm-hmm.
0: I love that let's say that one more time because a lot of people don't understand that you are an entrepreneur when you're in real estate and you have to plan your finances according to that yeah. one month you can make $30,000 the next month you make $3 Yes. And it's very important that you invest the money instead of spending it because you are not guaranteed that money ever until you close a deal. For those of you out there, most of the real estate agents work on commission. So even if somebody seems very busy, if they don't close a deal, they don't eat. They don't eat. They exactly. don't eat. Exactly. Uh, so for those of you that like to cancel deals at the closing table, we worked really hard for <laughs> We this will for get you. you. No. This is for you. <laughs> Um, what do you have to say about that, JC? Has that, like does that touch a chord for
1: you? I mean, yeah, like I started in 2000, 2009 is when I started, and pretty much it was when the market was down, down. like mm-hmm. really bad. And it was just learning something brand new. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I do this? How do I sell this? How do I, pres- how do I present a client? How do I present uh, a house that I'm showing or a townhouse that I'm showing? So pretty much for me, it's just at the beginning, it was tough, but learning from the best and doing what I was supposed to do every day, follow up, communication, uh, reinventing myself every day differently because the short sales were so high, mm-hmm. the foreclosures were high, and then it's, it, it was just that, just moving along. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, not, it's not as easy as just not giving up.
0: Not giving what up, I, I, I love that. And consistency is something super important. Also plan. Ahead of the game. I love the I love the fact that uh, when we're talking about reinvention, do you agree that it's easier to learn something new or to unlearn something? Because in this case, it was a new industry, so you had to you had to actually learn fresh, and sometimes that gives you that extra momentum, right? Yeah. Correct. But when you are, have been doing it for a really long time, sometimes you have to unlearn things, and if not, you don't move on with the change and you don't transform and move forward. Correct. How can we stay on top of that, Jenny? Well, to me, it was
2: the other way around. I was I had to unlearn many things because if I come from an admin part of it mm-hmm. and management part of it, just kind of like learning real estate, it was a different thing. It's a different perspective. You have your paycheck when you, you work as an admin or you work as a manager, but then when you work as a real estate agent, you don't. You you say it's commission-based. So you have to reinvent yourself. You have to find out what works with you because with, mm-hmm. with you it doesn't mean it works with somebody else. Perfect. Everybody exactly. has their own way of working mm-hmm. and things that might work with somebody else may not work for
0: you. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. I'm gonna read you something while I was preparing this episode and I don't know if you guys heard about the seven laws of learning. Let's talk a little bit about that. Have you read that before or no? No. no? I haven't. Um, It's very interesting about the whole learning and unlearning process. I'm always um, curious to see what's easier, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's easier to learn than to unlearn something that has already stuck in our mind and to do a different approach that's going to work for you, right? Yes. So number one is we are all born to learn. Do we agree with this? Yes. Yes? Awesome. You never know when learning will occur. Do we agree that every minute that passes we learn something new? If you're open to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I
1: that.
0: Number three. We learn by connecting. Number four. We all learn differently. That's what you were saying. You have to change your approach depending on the situation, depending on what you want to focus on, right? Mm-hmm. Number... Where are we? <laughs> Five. Connections come through storytelling. That's why it's so important that you guys share your stories, like for example, in this podcast and YouTube channel. Because we are going to learn from you and the emotions that you attach to the learning process when you started in real estate or when you decided to change into you know, commercial, or residential, or development, sales. Um, so I really appreciate your storytelling, guys, because this is going to inspire and motivate a lot of people, especially the ones that are probably starting out. Number six, learning is a combination of intellectual experience and emotional experience, and this is how we're going to connect. That's why I interview people because I really learn from all of your stories. Number seven, learning can change lives. Do we agree with this? Yes. How? What was? What is the learning that you're doing right now throughout crisis, and how are you going to change your life once you reinvent yourself after quarantine? Oof, that's a loaded question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> You wanna
1: say? You
2: can go. Okay, so for me, it's more like right now we don't see people, we don't have that connection, so it's all about social media. It's all about um, you know getting yourself, marketing yourself. I haven't been so good at it, so now is the time that I'm learning to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm learning to <clears throat> reinvent myself in that way. Use. All my social
0: platforms to market myself. Mm-hmm. Are you using a lot of social media lately? Yes. Yeah. Are you learning a lot of how to do, you know, virtual tours, for example, or you know, perhaps sending way more pictures and videos than before because yeah, other before, people don't want to yes. do the showings, right? Like you have to kind of like reinvent yourself as well if you want right. to continue to make money, right? How mm-hmm. has this been this up uh, process for you, JC?
1: For me, it's been. Uh, I mean, not that it has been the same because I've used a lot of. Uh, go to meeting or Zoom, for me it has just been different on getting more attention from either the clients or mm-hmm. when I do an event mm-hmm. from the realtors. Mm-hmm. So trying to do something different, mm-hmm. not doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now what I'm doing is I'm just calling clients and like, hey, how are you, how's everything? I'm not even trying to sell them anything because they're on the sidelines trying to figure out you know what's gonna happen in mm-hmm. two weeks, in a month. So my communication with them is different. My events also, when I do my events, I work on doing my events very differently. I just don't have anybody speak, I have uh, you know, high level people speak mm-hmm. and for a reason, because of what I deliver, what I've delivered for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. So for me it has been very different, learning curve of learning how to do, go to webinar a lot better, learning how to do Zoom way better, understanding uh, how to control it, how to deliver the message, how mm-hmm. to do the flyers. I mean, it's like re- you're reinventing yourself weekly, daily. It doesn't
0: stop. You never stop learning. It doesn't stop. If you can define Miami in one word, what would that be? Ooh. Very. Oh. Exciting. Exciting. I love that. Epic. Epic. I love that too. Tell us a little bit why Miami is epic for you and for other people that want to move here and why is it exciting. Okay.
2: So why is it exciting? I mean, we have perfect weather. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: We have a lot of... uh, I mean we have year-round great things to do, a lot of events, entertainment, a lot of events, entertainment, entertainment art. art, we have the beach, which people love, uh, the mix of cultures also, mm-hmm. um, so I think that's really exciting, just
0: new, it's, Miami's new. It's very exciting, right. exactly, because it's new, there's so many <clears throat> new things that you can learn from other people, mm-hmm. and it has so many um, different cultures, like you said, I think it's a very exciting destination. Uh, why would it be epic?
1: I think epic because <clears throat> Miami has evolved a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We didn't have the restaurants that we have now. We didn't have the entertainment that we and have. That was now.
0: ten years ago. A lot of people don't yeah. understand. Right. that Ten years ago, or we didn't have the first all that. Team open. Like, Correct. You
1: know? Or more than ten years, twenty years. We didn't have Wynwood. We didn't have the uh, design, the design district. We didn't have the art district. Downtown was just terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we <We're> changed <laughs> that. Downtown yeah.
1: has changed with. Great restaurants. Brickle was just Brickle. Mm-hmm. Now, Brickle is more than an excitement, it's an entertainment. Yep. You go to Coral Gables, Coral Gables is the same thing, but Coral Gables now has more restaurants, more entertainment. So, there's, you know, even though there's different cultures, different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. Miami has grown tremendously.
0: What is your favorite neighborhood in Miami?
2: <clears throat> Me, I have to say Brickle.
1: I live,
2: work in Brickle, so I, it's something that just, I really love the whole people walking in the streets, mm-hmm. that kind of feels like, we call it Little Manhattan. Like a clean, nice yes. weather yes. Manhattan. Nice, nice weather <laughs>
0: Manhattan.
1: The yeah. clean version. The clean the version. Like Chicago, version. clean.
0: Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, I love that. Uh, how about you, JC?
1: Brickle too, I live in Brickle. Yeah. so I enjoy it. I, you get to walk, Yeah. the restaurants, like um, mm-hmm. the people.
0: Do you agree that this it's is part a- of the selling process, breathing, living the lifestyle that you sell because it helps yes. you sell better?
2: Yes, I believe they, I'm a big, big, big believer that you have to sell what you love.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I understand there's a lot of people on the beach making a lot of money and other people don't like the beach. Other people just don't Mm -hmm. um, either can approach that. Mm -hmm. And I really love where I live. I really love what I sell.
0: So Mm -hmm. that's why I guess I'm, you know, good at it. I love that. Now let's get into something a little bit funner. What do you guys like to do in Miami for fun?
2: Especially when you entertain
0: clients. Let's give a tip to the realtors that are starting out maybe, and they are looking to entertain clients. What do you recommend?
1: Looking to entertain clients?
0: Just don't say 11, please. No, no. Do you guys have a concierge service that does all your VIP clients and they book the tables and the boats and the shopping for them? I'm going to recommend you one. Actually, I... Good. Good tip. Good tip. Mm
1: -hmm. Actually, yes. I know somebody (laughs) that has one. But uh, like before that, the way that I've entertained my clients, it would be, you know, taking them to a nice restaurant Mm -hmm. and then from there showing them around town because Mm -hmm. that way they can see the different lifestyle, whether it's Brickell, Coconut Grove, Coral Gables, and then from there taking them to dinner to Mm -hmm. another nice dinner. I love that. So Um,
0: if you guys can be doing anything else, what would that be and what hobbies and other projects have come out of Real Estate? Why would it... I mean, what other... What other area type of work would work? you be doing? And if something else, a hobby or a project has come out of real estate. Because we come in contact with so many different people in so many different industries. That's a tough one, right? That's
2: a tough one. Uh, so, let's see. I mean, I study nursing. So, I finished... Oh, wow. I never... I mean, I finished a part of it, but I didn't... Went all the way through and... I just decided to completely change. I was doing real estate as to a means of paying for school. Mm -hmm. So if I would not be doing that, I think I would be doing more of like something nice to help people, because that's what I like to do. Oh, I love that. I guess one of the hobbies that I picked up on that is that uh, one time uh, we got a lot of the realtors together to help out during the last hurricane that we had in Key West and Mm -hmm. then in Puerto Rico, it grew so much that uh, we even had warehouses. Where we had distribution places so that to me was very exciting that we were out able to do that and kind of get all the realtor community to do
0: that
1: mm-hmm.
0: and touch people's um lives yes. right do you agree you yes. that really, we are in the business of <clears throat> making dreams come true we are i mean uh, a house
2: is just a beautiful place. It's not just where people just go and live. Mm-hmm. That's just where people actually
0: start families and make dreams. Exactly. And yeah, even yeah, if they're are investors, right? They're building their dream yes. of having money, making money, producing income Correct. in an entrepreneurial way. Do you guys have investments of your own? Yes. I do, yes. Yeah? Okay, that's great. So we're gonna close it out in this segment. I really hope that you guys have um learned something new today, especially for the realtors out there. Starting out, thank you so much JC and Jenny, and stay tuned guys to Break Up Like a Boss. Hello guys, hope you enjoyed the segment with Jenny and JC. Um, their personal stories I think are very inspiring because you can see so many different angles on how to get started in the real estate industry right and just to give you um a little bit of uh, summary and bullet points i think something to really highlight here is to believe in yourself if you have a gut feeling that this is what you should be doing um you know you are going to create dreams for people get their investments their homes where they're going to raise their families then this is what you need to be doing right especially in selling the magic city it's um it's fun you know you can meet so many fascinating characters here and also it can bring you closer to your own dreams perhaps you want to open another business or you want to create um, a second job or a hobby you know i think real estate is a great platform to get started into just getting in touch with so many people that you're going to learn from so many different cultures and so many different industries and stages in life that you are going to really bring out the boss in you by learning from these people right and just to give you a little side note on my own personal story, um, I started doing real estate here also in the middle of crisis end of 2008, beginning of 2009, when most of the buildings here were basically empty and it was a ghost town and um, especially in the downtown brickle area a lot of the banks took over um, from the developers and everybody used to tell me I was so crazy for starting a real estate career in the middle of a recession. So I'm here to tell you, just like JC and Jenny, to believe in yourself, because you always have to find the opportunity in the middle of chaos and challenge. And um, when you have a problem, it's really not a problem, it's really just an opportunity to learn or unlearn something new. Right? Another thing that we can take out from them, I think, is um, it takes a lot of effort and consistency. You have to go into it. Uh, knowing that it's a lot of hard work a lot of people have the misconception that we are just driving around having fabulous lunches and dinners and traveling all over the world and this is how we make money no the back end of the real estate industry is very it takes a lot of effort and it's very uh, hard you know because you have to follow up stay in constant contact with your clients uh, work as a team Always be working on your pipeline and always be in the lookout for the opportunities for your clients. And the market here is so volatile uh, that you have to really be on top of your game to be able to make it. If I could get a dollar for every person that has told me that they want to become a realtor i would be a millionaire right now right <laughs> but for those of you agents out there that are just starting out i highly recommend you just just like jc to get a mentor and to really learn from the best now i had the opportunity to do commercial real estate i had the opportunity to do development sales i had the opportunity to do uh, residential and it's very important that you find your niche you know because each one of them is very very different Uh, they complement each other sometimes but for the most part you have to find your niche and also the neighborhoods that you specialize in for example the real estate agents that specialize in coral gables they have a completely different approach to the real estate agents that specialize in miami beach why because the neighborhoods are different the culture is different the age of the properties are different the There are not houses, sometimes they are condos. Some people specialize only in single-family homes for a reason. So it's very important that you find a niche that speaks to you. Because remember, when you are selling the dream, you have to love what you sell. And then in the next segment, we are going to be talking about something super, super important, especially for girls out there. Um... And it talks about how difficult it is sometimes to compete with the good-looking people. You know, especially here in Miami, we are selling an image sometimes, you know. And sometimes it takes double the work and double the effort when you are not bringing the huge boobs, for example, into the selling team. Um, so thank you so much, JC and Jenny, for call up, uh, for doing this call-up with Break Up Like A Balls, the podcast. And for you guys out there listening to this Really take care of your real estate agents because we don't eat unless we close a deal, right? It's very important that you are not taking just time uh, and effort for for nothing because all those days and weeks of hard work, if we don't close a deal, then we don't get a paycheck. If we don't get a paycheck, then we don't eat, okay? (laughs) Alrighty, guys, stay tuned because in the following segment, I'm gonna be telling, uh, talking to um, Jenny Hanley a little bit more about development sales and how can you thrive and survive and what are the skills that you need if you're looking to get into development sales right i see you in the next segment guys stay tuned Hello, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast, a podcast designed for you to break through like a boss. Today, in our real estate edition, we are talking to Jenny Hanley. She's been doing real estate for 17 years in Miami, and I actually know her at a personal level. And right now, we're going to talk a little bit about. What did she, did she have to break up in order to break through like a boss in her own personal life? And I want to know if she's as successful in the business world as she is in a personal level. Jenny, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you. Um, okay, so what I have to say so so what many do you have questions. to break up with in order to break through like a boss? Because she is guys a boss babe.
2: Well, I think it's more like what people says. Like, what people think or what people are going to say about me. Especially because when you're, you know, an, an entrepreneur, as a woman, it's kind of like a little bit difficult. Why? Intimidate people. So, just kind of, you ha- kind of have to go by that and kind of push up and just bring yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I look very small. I look very petite. Well, I'm very fierce. young. So, <laughs> I kind of have to make people see that it's,
0: you know, I'm strong. Mm -hmm. I I love that. Mm -hmm. And before the podcast, we were talking a little bit about uh, selling development sales. Why do they only hire people that are (laughs) (laughs) good-looking? That good-looking people sell better? Or is it important to have the techniques and maybe the looks, like you said, intimidates people? Mm -hmm. Besides being a woman, how do you utilize your uh, weapons the right way?
2: Okay, so (laughs) one of the good things is... Well, development is all about why you sell. It comes through the eyes. So, yes, mm-hmm. it is very important. Most of the world, the women in the development cells are very pretty.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but they do have to have the, you know, the selling skills and they do have to have this spark mm-hmm. something because you're selling a dream. You're mm-hmm. selling floor plans. You're, you really have to tell them a story. Mm. That's what it is. You tell them a story and they fall in love with that and...
0: Tell us a I good story it. about real estate. Tell me a story to fall in love with you as a salesperson. To fall in love with me as a salesperson. Oh, shoot. Now, in yeah. order to create this attachment and, you know, like, and me wanting to buy something from you, you have to bring emotion in me. Tell me a good story, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of the
2: things that um, I learned or oh, the people tell me is that I inspire kind of security mm, and trust. Huge, trust. huge most of my especially clients, in this business. Yes. Huge. Most of my clients that I have had are banned for 10 years, five, six years, and it's because they trust me. Mm. And at first I was like, oh, how are these people gonna trust me? They don't even know me. But um it's I guess the way that I come
0: through the mm. um, So it's a combination between through. image and also like the proven facts the proven, that you already yeah. had in your life, so you, you yes. always come through. She always shows up and shines. So guys, 50% okay. of the work is just showing up. She always shows up and she shines, right? Yes. Exactly. Uh, if you can give us a tip of some for someone starting out in real estate, another boss babe, especially a woman, um, tell, tell us your best tip that you can give them and why. Okay, best tip,
2: uh, just kind of find your niche. Mm, kind of find what works with you. Um, just don't read too much into what other people are doing because that doesn't mean you're going to be doing that. And mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it'll work for you. And it might work with you, but it's just finding what it's very natural from you. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going to succeed.
0: I love that. Do you agree that um, sometimes we have the same approach into our relationships as we do our work? Or do you approach your romantic relationships completely different than how you approach Work for example, do you bring that safety, consistency, and reliability in your relationships? Ooh. And are you single? And now I'm single, yes. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, why is it so hard for women like- to bring the same fierce passion that we bring into our career into our home behind closed doors? Oh, I think it's because, um
2: we're so strong maybe in in the field and working wise that we don't want to be so strong in in a relationship we want somebody to take care of us we want that person to be right there for you so Mm -hmm. to find that it's a little bit hard because they see this Mm
0: -hmm. power girl Mm -hmm. and a lot
2: of the men are intimidated by that
0: a lot of the men are intimidated that's where i get it i love that guys don't be intimidated to approach a strong woman because Mm -hmm. we Really like to be the woman in the relationship behind closed doors and you can act completely different out on the streets when you're hustling for your money than when you act at home with your men, do you make that distinction though? Because you cannot be treating a man You know, like you are the man in the relationship and you expect him to be Prince Charming, right? Yes So you can't treat him basically the same as you do business. It has to be a different approach. Yes, Uh,
2: I guess I switched to the sweet, nice mode but, I mean, you have to get to know me to mm-hmm. really, for me to do that. So And can really they get hard. to know you? Or it is it really, to know you? <laughs> it's really hard because that, that's where, there's the whole thing with... What I said, mm-hmm. guys get intimidated because mm-hmm. they see this image. But then when they really get to know me, I'm completely different.
0: That mm-hmm. side, so. That's super important. It happens a lot, I feel, in the business world, especially for women. For women, yes. And guys yes. out there really make a point of making a difference. You know, sometimes we have to be so tough at work and we want exactly the opposite in our private romantic lives and relationships so don't be scared to approach a successful woman because most likely she's going to have better discipline about how to keep her image her body she's going to be um your partner in crime in so many ways and also you know like creating maybe a future together power team exactly power team the whole power couple you need to have a partner like that but it's tough to kind of switch on and off from like work mode into um romantic mode um what is a breakup that you have to, have to have? You have to have in your past in order to break through something that really transformed you and changed you.
2: Ooh, I say when I worked and my first project, Brickell Heights, um, it was a tough one. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the, like this thing, like thick skin for the for the business, I guess, at the moment. And was it working re- with sharks? It was working with sharks. <laughs> it was working with sharks. A lot of competition because they throw you there with five, six people. Then you compete with each other. Mm-hmm. And you see each other every day. And you're like in this big home because it's like brother and sister. And you fight. Did it hurt you? Is that what you, how you break through <laughs> and then you became super tough after that? Yes, they break me down. But it actually made me who I was. That it was my boot tougher, right? It was my boot camp mm-hmm. to, to realize. And kind of t- also to learn that there's things that we just have to not take so personal mm, it's just the business super
0: important and
2: and yes it was it was more of a learning experience and i
0: actually speak to them to a lot of them and they I have a good relationship with them i love that you see how her perspective was so positive instead of breaking yeah. down and you know not thriving in the middle of the chaos and working with sharks and competition she reinvented herself as someone better and bigger than who she was and that is so important when you're looking to break through like a boss guys stay tuned for the next segment where we're going to continue to discuss some amazing info on how to ah, just be a boss babe and break through like a boss Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the next segment. But we're going to be doing a Q&A with Jenny Hanley, a top producer, <clears throat> boss babe in the Miami real estate market. And we have some questions from the audience. Thank you so much. First question is...
1: I was wondering if you could only pick one, what would you rather be? A successful real estate agent or a successful girlfriend or wife?
2: Woo!
0: Great That's question. A That's
2: I'm not saying you can't have both, but let's pretend. Okay, so if we pretend, I think that even though my business is really successful and I like to work, I think life is more important. So Ooh. I will choose more the relationship. More. Right.
0: Yes. If this is so true because the quality of your life comes from the quality of your relationships. In the end of the day, you cannot hug your bank account, your bags, and your shoes, guys. So it's very important that we're working and fulfilling meaningful relationships, and I'm not saying you can't have both, but if you had to choose, I'm glad that you chose that one. Very good. Next question from the audience for Jenny. My question is, if you, um, there's, there's a way that you can work, right? When you, when you're working with people, not everyone is going to be on your side. Not everyone is going to be the perfect partner. So what do you do when you have that toxic person at your workplace. Ooh, How do you question. manage to to surpass that and maybe maybe friends, no? <laughs> maybe become a friend. Or might not be a friend, right? But might be just a business partner, but just to keep it healthy for yourself. How do you what is your, your personal technique? That's Ooh, a great question. That's wow. a great question.
2: I actually learned the hard way. <laughs> I did have that toxic relationship at work the first time around I didn't learn. I learned uh, by you know, by, failure, repetition. by repetition. <laughs> Uh but then I learned that this, this is business, so I have to keep it classy, I mm. have to brush off a lot of things, and not stress myself, mm. just focus more on my
0: work. What did they do to you, for example, in this toxic sort of relationship at work, like did they do something specifically, did they hire your contacts, did they take your clients, what did they do in order to have a toxic uh, environment around you, you know, like what happened to you?
2: Well, I was the top producer and the development. And it was by far from other people. And what they did was just kind of like...
0: You? Hate you. on me. Yeah. That's
2: really what it was. Sabotage. Sabotage. <laughs> made me look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, make up his stories and just kind of
0: CC all my bosses and
2: things. Wow. So that's that really what happened. Do you
0: agree even if you have these toxic uh, friends at work you have to keep respect, you know, and not everybody's gonna like you, not everybody's gonna be your friends, but you have to respect each other and really embrace that greater good. Meaning, you know, if you work as a team, perhaps you can sell development better than working against each other, right? Funny thing,
2: I actually, with that that team, I can say I actually will work with them again. Why? Because we did such an amazing job when it comes to selling this development Mm -hmm. in a record time. And I saw that everybody worked hard. Mm. It's just personal-wise, yeah. they were just hating on a lot of things I was doing. But mm-hmm.
0: I think we all learned from it.
2: Yeah. And, I will
0: and I love the that. fact that you don't take things personal. Because when you were going ahead, the dog's was barking in the back. Yes. It's not your job to actually stop so they don't bark. You just have to continue to go, right? Yeah. Um, this is not alright to anybody right? specifically, for example. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question from the audience for Jenny.
1: Alright,
2: so my question is: do you feel there's a big difference when it comes to being a male or a female when closing a deal?
0: Ooh. Nice. Have you misbehaved to close Ooh. a deal?
2: <laughs> I know, I haven't misbehaved, but um there is a difference, yes. Um I believe that women in our business are a little bit more successful sometimes. Why? Why? Because it's just everything is through their eyes <laughs> sometimes It's sometimes it's we're so to the sensitive the to the other person. Mm-hmm. If we have husband and wife, we're, mm-hmm. we know that the wife is usually the decision yeah. maker. So we kind of talk to them, we kind of so learn <laughs> from them and that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. Men are more business oriented, I yeah. would say we are a little bit more sensitive.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you agree that real estate transaction is both emotional as well as logical? That's why sometimes when there's a husband and a wife, they have completely different perspectives, but yes. this is when the magic happens, because then you have two polar opinions that complement each other, right? Yes. So guys out there, happy wife, happy life. Next question from the audience for Jenny.
1: So let me ask you a question. So if you're an alpha, I'm assuming, right? So if you're dating another alpha.
0: Why do you assume she's an alpha?
1: Because she's a top producer.
0: Oh, <laughs> so can you only be a top producer if you're an alpha woman? Can you be a very sensitive, nice, and sweet woman and still be a top producer or no?
1: Mm. Sorry, finish your
0: question.
1: That's-, <laughs> <laughs> That's another question. That's another question, yes. So how can you be with somebody else in real estate and know that you guys are not competing against each other?
0: Oof. And That's have that communication. Question. And he's saying that because this happened to him.
2: I know. <laughs> and it is tough. You have to make a difference whereas your personal life and your work life. Mm. So if you don't make that difference, you're going to clash. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot compete. Mm. Um, actually, you should be a team. Yes. If you're two alphas, I think it will be even better to complement each other and work with each other to make this
0: Powerful for team. Mm. I really love that, but guys, it's very important that you differentiate the male energy and the female energy in the relationship and you have to have a defined role for yes. each one. And it doesn't have to be that the woman has to have the female uh, energy and you can also make a difference what happens at home than at work. Maybe you are the alpha at work, but then you want to still be the woman yes. in your home, right? Yes. And I love the fact that um, these two opposites really complement each other like most things in life and that's how you grow. And you learn from each other, right? Yes, I love it. Any anything else? Anybody else? Audience, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. This was a great episode. Thank you so thank much, Jamie. Thank you. And um, boss base out there, don't be scared to be super tough at work. If you can still keep that sensitivity at home, stay tuned for the next segment. Okay. okay, that was really good. Right. I really like that. This is like
1: the I really like the q and
0: I was about to say, like you... How do you guys like the interview with JC and Jenny? In this last segment with Jenny, I think it was very interesting... Uh, what she said about telling a story, right? And for you guys out there trying to reinvent yourself and start a new career in real estate, I'm going to give you their phone numbers in case you're looking for a mentor, right? It's great to learn from people that have been doing it already for so long in a successful way. And also, if you are looking for a real estate agent in the Miami area, I think they will be perfect for you. So you can find Jenny Hanley at 305-469-9470. And JC is. you can find him at 786-285-5984. And like I said, don't be um, scared of reinventing yourself. I started my own career in real estate while uh, the crisis was happening in 2008, 2009. And it was fun. And you are gonna, you're going to learn so many things. And this is where leaders are made. You know, in tough times, the, whoever shines, shows up and shines, these are the ones that are going to become leaders in that industry right because if it's easy then it's not worth having and just to kind of um do a little summary of the whole episode i'm going to read you again the love. of learning because it's very important that you kind of relate to the stories that we discussed today uh, in comparison, you know, two totally different approaches between Jenny and JC, but the seven laws of learning stand still. So I'm going to tell you one more time, the seven laws. Number one, we are all born to learn. Number two, you never know when learning will occur, because in the end of the day, imagine all the plans that we had, all the seminars, all the, you know, real estate conventions that we have planned, and now they're completely on hold, canceled or stopped, we have to relearn and unlearn so many different things. Do you agree with this? And I want to hear your questions and feedback, actually. Don't forget to sign up for um, uh, BreakupLikeABoss.com. And also, we're on Instagram, where I love to get your comments and your DMs, where you tell me about the topics that you want me to talk about, right? Um, breakup underscore like a boss on Instagram, do you agree that you never know when learning will occur? Life happens while you're making other plans, right? Or this, I think another saying, when um, la- God laughs at your plans because in the end he's gonna decide, right? <laughs> uh, number three, we learn by connecting. Hmm. Number four, we all learn differently. And I think this, this can be clearly illustrated in uh, both approaches that they use for the niches that they specialize in. Do you agree with this? And learning is an emotional and intellectual experience because, you know, if it's not talking to you, if it's not moving you and making you feel something, you are not going to register that. That's why it's very important that the delivery is a delivery that the way the information that the audience are looking for, because if your info is great and you have all these numbers and all this market analysis and all this research but then you don't know how to transfer that information into your clients and they don't like you and they don't wanna buy from you, then you're not gonna make any money. So real estate agents out there really understand what your niche is, who your market is and your audience and how you're going to cater to them. Because you could be the best of the best if they don't want to buy from you because they don't feel connected to you, then you're not gonna make any money. (laughs) And number seven, learning can change lives. I cannot express enough how much I wished I would have learned so many things about self-development way before. This is why I want to launch an after-school program that Um, Talks about self development at a high school age, for example, because you don't have to wait to learn things until you know, like you have to. Like, you should be proactive and always learning because it just be with an open heart and an open mind because learning happens everywhere all around. And you don't have to be studying books to be learning. You can just, just be reflecting on yourself and learning from people, just by people watching, listening to stories, and just kind of having a feeling of what's happening around you. A lot of times, I feel that people are not present and they're not aware of their environment. And this creates a complete disconnection in just the learning process, right? I hope you really guys enjoyed this episode. And this episode is dedicated to all my real estate friends out there. I know you are uh, going through, you know, the crisis. Some people are trying to really get inspired and motivated right now. And I think with quarantine life, a lot of us are learning so much from ourselves and also learning so much about the industry and other people. So this is the time to get inspired and motivated and bring out the best in you because this is the time to have the best breakthrough and continue to sell the magic city the best way we know how, okay? Stay tuned for the next episode and I really hope you enjoy the seven laws of learning.